the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, here it is a Friday, and uh, another week is done for September. We move along in the month. Uh, we've got the Razorbacks playing tomorrow. They'll take on South Carolina up in Vietnam. Should be a win for them. Should be. Uh, I say that with about 90%, you know, in my mind. And because there's always a possibility when you're paying in the SEC, somebody can jump up and bite you. I was uh, paying attention to some of the information uh for the game over the weekend and they were talking about 2007's game and that's when you had Felix Jones and Darren McFadden in the backfield and uh, the uh, Razorbacks rushed for over 500 yards in that ball game said that this weekend perhaps could be just as bad we'll see all right i i'm saying lightning and thunder that was that was some kind of uh, explosion that happened out on the football field when those two were in the backfield. So anyway, we'll see if uh, you know South Carolina's Gamecocks come in and are are leaving with knots on their heads after this weekend. It's possible. It's possible. And we, I think, we'll be two and zero. Oh. You know, I I think we're gonna we're in pretty good shape now until we uh, we have to take on Alabama. Alabama was pretty impressive. I know they didn't play anybody okay on Saturday, but still, they looked pretty doggone sharp. They they were going through the the steps pretty good. Uh, if you didn't get to see the game last night, um, the L.A. Rams started on their uh, sequel, trying to become uh, Super Bowl champions again, and uh, hit a hiccup last night there. At SoFi Field in L.A. as they lost to the Buffalo Bills 31-10. to It was tied 10-10 at the half. But boy, I tell you what, evidently the Bills turned it on in the second half. I didn't get to watch much of that. I, I hit the rack at 10-10 to and then went to sleep. Uh, now, if it, had been, if it had been somebody had been interested in like the Colts, I, I might have sat up to watch them play a little bit longer but for me to be able to see uh, 10 to 10 was all right Uh, uh, to be honest with you the bills looked better than uh, uh, la in the first half as well except they made a couple of really kind of dumb boo-boos they fumbled the ball once intercepted once the interception was kind of was really weird 
I don't know if you saw that. The, I forget who the receiver was, but he's he went he went down low to get the ball, and the ball hit him, hit him in the hands, popped back, hit him in the chest, and popped out. And uh, the guy from uh, L.A. intercepted it at that point. So I don't count, I don't count that. It'll in look when you look at the stats, uh, you'll see one interception uh, for uh, the the uh, quarterback for uh, you know Buffalo, but it was not his fault. It just wasn't. Today uh, will be a major day of mourning uh, overseas. Uh, as uh, the Queen of England is uh, uh, remembered, 70 years. 70 years as uh, the Queen of England. I was, I was talking to my wife last night. She was crowned the year before I was born. I mean, I, I've not known anybody else uh, there on the throne. Uh, other than Queen Elizabeth. Unbelievable. Uh, 70 years. And uh, before she was uh, queen, before her father died, before her father died, she uh, drove an ambulance during World War II. She's a pretty, pretty impressive lady. Uh, if you want to watch something that, you know, is an entertaining version of uh you know what she was like. Watch The Crown on uh, on Netflix. Great show, really, uh, really good stuff. And uh, she had uh, an impact, to say the least, uh, as far as politics and went. Fourteen presidents. How's that one for you? <laughs> I was amazed when I heard that. Anyway, um, she did not live as long as her husband. Prince Philip, though, he died when he was 99. She passed when she's 96. That's uh, that's pretty impressive just in that, how many years they were married as far as that's concerned. All right, uh, Robert is sitting on the phone waiting for me to shut up so that he can talk. And uh, Robert, of course, is Robert Steinbach. He, of course, is a uh, law professor at the Bowen School of Law over at uh, you know the the law school. I should say I was going to say the law school of Bowen, but that's not what it is. The law school over there at UALR. Good to have him along. His opinions, by the way, are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the school or of uh, the university to which it is attached. Good morning, Robert. How are you? It's great to be with you, Dave, as always, and I'm doing well. How hey, are you? I'm good. Good. Seventy years, Queen Elizabeth. 70 years. That's huge. Indeed. Indeed it is. I mean, I just told Lynn last night, I was sitting there, we were watching a little bit. I mean, there's nothing to, if you turn on a news station, there's nothing to watch but Queen Elizabeth all the time, you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there watching it, and it said that 70 years, and I looked at Lynn, and I said, that's right, she was crowned. Or coronated. I, is that the, the proper term? Same thing. Okay. Same thing, yeah. 1952. 1952. Good God. Think of all the stuff that she went through during the time that she was queen. She uh, she had her highs, but boy, you know, she had her lows. I mean, when Diana died and all that, that was yeah. one of the big lows for her, no doubt about it. But uh, mm-hmm. now it's he finally made it. Prince Charlie, you know, Prince Charles is up there now. He's the king of England. 
They got a king again, not a, not a queen. I, I'm sure that when she was crowned, they never thought that they'd have a queen for 70 years in, in, in England. And, you know, if people wonder why the people of Britain were weeping yesterday in the streets, which they were when she passed, think about that. I mean, she has been the queen for 70 years. Most of those people over there are the same age as, as I am that remember her for her reign. And uh, they don't know of anybody else. And she holds a very important part in their lives. Well, Dave, you're all of 29, so I'm not sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, only, I wish, buddy. Let me tell you, I wish. Uh-huh. I, I wish I could go back. That uh, I'm, I'm sitting and watching... Uh, what's going on on television right now and evidently uh, coming from scotland uh the king and queen now consort they gotta say queen consort now because she's not the queen camilla is not the queen she's the consort uh i've returned or coming back to buckingham palace now so anyway that he'll be what is is his coronation this weekend by any chance i have no idea see i don't i don't either yeah, I'm looking at him. You know what? He looks kind of like Biden. <laughs> just, Let's hope he doesn't think like that. <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't think they do. So anyway, what what are you up to? By the way, our friend Chris is out of uh, town, out of state. He's up in Homer, Alaska. I talked to him a little bit last night. I don't know what he's doing up there. I'm sure he's doing some kind of work, but I bet you Salmon is involved in it. Yeah, work, my big behind. The guy's fishing. How dare he? <laughs> so I just I said Salmon. He's salmon fishing. They're running yeah, right now. I hope he brings us back some, brother. I'm telling you, that's fresh yeah, he, salmon. That'd be oh, good yeah, he's stuff. salmon fishing. He sent me a picture. They were... They caught some and they grilled it up on the spot. Um, but he also is doing some deep sea fishing. Oh. Oh, yeah. The, the cod and um, I forget the other one, but a whole bunch of deep sea fish. So, no, he does his trip every year. Oh, does he? With some, yeah, with some mates uh, for that. And, and I would join him, frankly, but for the fact that it occurs, he does it at the same time, which is during the semester, and I can't take a week off during the semester. So, uh, so I don't join him on that. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. You sent me a story. I've been following it for I don't know if this has been one or two years, but there's a there is a bakery that uh, a university uh, just hassled the living tar out of one of those East Coast schools, and uh, the bakery took them to court, and the bakery won. And uh, the school owes the bakery millions of dollars and haven't hadn't uh, you know coughed up the money yet. Evidently, now the money is on its way. Is that what I understand by this story? Indeed. So there's this. Everybody recognizes leftist college called Oberlin yes. in the Northeast, and I forget exactly where, but it's really all they do is churn out leftist dogma. Uh, and as I say, it's, you know, it's like a monastery or a shiva or, or a um, <laughs> uh, um, madrasa of, of leftism. And they churn out these leftists. And so 
there's a local bakery, and of course, as such, it serves the community, which is largely members of this school, one form or another. You know, students, teachers, employees. Yeah, I'm sure there are a few other people that live in town, but the majority, the vast majority of people that live in town are affiliated with this college. Uh, and so some students uh, went into the uh, bakery uh, and they stole some stuff. I think they stole like two bottles of wine, sh- you shoved it in, in their jacket, and then they run out. Uh, with, you know, they were sort of caught in the act. Uh, and the store owner, I think it's actually the store owner's son, chases him. Uh, and turns out, by the way, that the, the kids, students, whatever you want to call them, young adults, because they're undergraduates, um, uh, were African-American, are African-American. And the owner is white, and as is his son, and his son chases him and catches at least one of them, I think one of them. And he holds them till the cops show up. Uh-oh. 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 Now, by the way, there's no dispute. There's no dispute that these kids were stealing the, the like I said, I think it was some bottles of wine. Um, and there's no dispute that the uh, store owner's son caught them. Right. So, so they say, well, they're a bunch of racists. Wait, what? And they go on to say that the bakery has a history of being racist. Dave, you and I have talked about this notion all along. That is, when the left doesn't like somebody, the first thing they do is call them racist. And what have we done on the Dave Ellswick show? We said, we ain't going to take that anymore. No, we call them out for it. We call them out. And so these guys said, what? What are you talking about? Uh, And the school, senior officials at this leftist uh, monastery, madrasa, yeshiva, started saying, that's a racist bakery. And essentially helped organize a boycott of it, no less. Uh huh. And the problem is, it's all a, a, a sandcastle. It's yeah. all made up. It's all hokum, like yeah. typically it is from the left. That's exactly right. And so they turned around, that is the bakery, and sued the school. What? Us? Uh, we never would do anything wrong, right? Because somehow, and you see this all the time, you see it at my law school, by the way, you've heard it time and time again. Well, we've done wrong, but we didn't intend to do wrong, so therefore we didn't do any wrong. Uh, I don't know what that form of logic it is, but it ain't real logic. Meaning if you've done wrong, it's actual wrong, irrespective of your claimed current intentions, by the way, of which I'm highly dubious. Right. And so this thing went to jury and they awarded $44 million. We're going to appeal, says the college. We're right. No, they weren't. Exactly. They appealed and they lost. And they lost. And, and the amount got adjusted somehow. I don't know if it was pursuant to court or pursuant to settlement. It don't much matter. And they're getting roughly $37 million. Okay, I'll take it. $37 million to the bakery. Good for them. They should enjoy every penny of it. Okay. Now, I want you to hold there, and then we'll come back because yep. we want to yep. continue talking about the story. 621 right. on a Friday morning. Uh, 
Of course, that voice you're hearing, Robert Steinbach, is with us, law professor over at the Bowen School of Law, and his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the School of Law or the university to which he's attached, and we're going to talk more about this with him. And um, you, you think that that's crazy, right, that what they the, the school did and, and they ended up losing, but I'm about how they call anything racist that they just don't like if they hear the outcomes of it, wait till I get another story for you, Robert, to go along with this one. You're going to love it. Don't forget about uh, Pat Davis. Pat Davis is ready to help you out with your uh, your health insurance, save you 30 to 50%. Get rid of all those co-pays. Get rid of all those really big deductibles. Uh, once in a while, you might even get checks back from the hospital and your doctor. Money coming back to you. You heard that before? I haven't. Uh, but uh, that can happen for you. And uh, all you got to do is call the, uh, Pat Davis and talk to him about it. Pat has spent the time talking to you and explaining how this program works. 501-605-6935. Let me tell you that. It really works for people who are self-employed. It really helps people, our small business people, want to get uh, uh, insurance for their workers. That can be taken care of as well uh, by Pat Davis. Call him, 501-605-6935. Tired of paying out the nose? Well, pay, but save with Pat Davis, your health plan man. Dot com. Robert, let's go back now. How soon does this uh, university have to pay this money? Oh, my sense is essentially immediately, uh, meaning the judgment's in, uh, and they're getting, I think, about $5 million of it is interest because the way these things work is uh, you have to pay the amount awarded uh, by the jury from the date of the award, and if you appeal, interest accrues. You don't get a free ride on that. So if you win the appeal, well, then, of course, everything gets thrown out. But if you lose the appeal, like these leftists did, not only do you pay the judgment, you got to pay all the interest that, is, that has accrued. Well, all I'll say is I hope their endowment is big. It's a billion dollars. They're oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's a billion dollars. Lefties love to throw money at uh, at these kinds of things, so it's really um, uh, not a problem for them. But uh, and they're all, oh, well, you know, we're going to have to manage it. Yeah, you're going to have to manage. Uh, you're going to have to have a, a one uh, less uh, of your cocktail hours uh, where people are grabbing the stems of their champagne glasses and swirling them and saying how much they hate the military and want to shut down the police. It's amazing to me. These folks amaze me. But as amazing as that story is, when we come back, because we got uh, news coming up here in just a moment, what if I told you there was a university? The university is the uh, Seattle Pacific University, and they were given a uh, grant for $500,000. Okay, this is grant number 1760761. I even got the number, all right, to tell you that it's a true grant. But they were given this money to do a study through the National Science Foundation to prove that physics is racist. Yeah, physics is racist. Why is physics racist? 
Well, in part because it rewards students for getting the right answer and it uses whiteboards. Well, you remember we used to use blackboards. Frankly, I like the blackboards with chalk. I'm kind of old school. Better than the whiteboards with magic marker because those magic markers stink. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just I just thought you would find this very entertaining. Hilarious. I mean, this Hilarious. is a half a million dollars of our tax money being thrown at this university for a study. It was a 22-page study that used critical race theory to argue that physics was racist in part because it rewards students for getting the right answer and uses whiteboards. Well, let me tell you what. If you're if you're doing physics and you're working at NASA, you better get a right answer because if you don't, you may be sending somebody off into space who'll never return. Yeah, well, look, it's why the rest of the world laughs at us. Well, and I and I I agree. At least it's not a million dollars for a treadmill for a shrimp. All right. Let's 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 take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk further here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach, my special guest, of course, uh, during these two hours on Friday on the Dave Ellswick Show. I got to tell you, Robert, this weekend will be a depressing weekend for me. I mean, I have the Razorbacks that'll help me out, but I've got to close up the pool this weekend. And when you got to close up your, that's a bummer, man. It's a bummer when you got to close up your pool. That's 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 saying see you later summer. You know, don't like doing that, but it's going to have to happen. The twenty second of this month is the first day of autumn. How's that one for you? I love it. You you like it. it? You want it? You want you you ready to say goodbye to summer? Not me. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm more than ready to say goodbye to Arkansas summer. Thank you very much. Okay, all right. You be be that way. I I like it when it's hot, but the hotness is going. I mean, they're saying this uh, into this week coming up that in the mornings we might actually see some upper fifties overnight. That I will say that'd be a good thing for my my cooling bill. Because I can turn the air conditioner off at night and crack the windows and put the box fans up in the windows. I love doing that, except my sinus will hate it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey, don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. If you, sir, would like to have a special pinky ring, I want you to go over and see Eric Coleman at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, and he'll design it for you. Make it exactly the way you want it. Put the gemstone in that you're looking for. He's got plenty of, uh, you know, loose gemstones, whether they're regular diamonds, colored diamonds, emeralds, rubies, you name it. He's got them, and he can uh, you can get one of those set up for you. Or if you just want a, you know, a signet kind of, you know, ring, he can make that. Do it in whatever kind of gold you want or in silver. Uh, Eric Coleman is a is an artisan. He can make all of that for you at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Just stop by and visit with him. 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E. Not just uh, Robert here. Everybody. You go see Eric Coleman and talk to him if you're looking for a piece of jewelry. Because uh, if he can't make it, then there's stuff that he'll have in the display case that you might want to look at and go, you know, I, I 
would look pretty good on me or on that significant other. 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Give them a call, 501-246-3655. That's Eric Coleman at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Good friend of mine will be having him on here in the next few weeks. Because guess what? If fall is getting to be here, it means that around the corner, Thanksgiving and Christmas can't be too far behind. So keep that. In fact, my daughter brought that up to me uh, last week, uh, Robert. She said, when do you want us to come? Do you want us to come at Thanksgiving or do you want us to come at, at Christmas time? So I, I've got to find, I've got to have some answers here. How long does my son-in-law have some time off and things of that nature? So uh, I kind of like Christmas time because Eli is five and he's going to be all fired up for Christmas. So, you know, he'll be wanting to hang out by the Christmas tree and pick up the packages and shake them and stuff like that. So... You know that's always a fun time of the year. I love Christmas time with my grandkids. It's a it's a good time. So, uh, what have you got planned for this week? Anything uh, for the weekend? Uh, just uh, you know, getting my head above water. Do you get? Do you spend the time on the weekend doing your lesson plans? Some of it, yes. Okay, uh, that's, that's some of what I do and. I also have a bunch of writing projects, and you know, of course, I work very closely with the legislature. Oh, yeah. We are already gearing up uh, for changes. Uh, I was talking with uh, Senator Mark Johnson just recently about some uh, ideas he have has regarding higher education and ways to perhaps save some money Good. Uh, on higher education and reduce the impact of the ever-growing uh, administrative bloat that we see across the country uh, in higher education. You know, it's the single biggest growing expense in higher education is the cost of, of administrators. Uh, it's not the biggest cost, but it's the biggest growth. Uh, we just keep producing more and more. Well, we need a vice dean and an assistant vice dean and a vice assistant dean and then an assistant vice to the assistant dean and then a director and a deputy director and all of these positions. I remember when I started teaching here at the law school, I think we had one dean and one associate dean. And I think now we've got like five people with the word dean in their title, with one of them is not even a lawyer. I mean, we give away the title dean like they give away hors d'oeuvres at Costco. <laughs> so, and of course, there's a paycheck that goes along with that. That paycheck is coming from taxpayer dollars amongst other places and then of course we hear uh, across higher education oh well we need more money we need to do this well no you know you need less expenses not more money yeah so yeah and people need to remember with all these deans you got to have uh you know the staff for those deans you got to have secretaries and everything oh yeah everybody uh, i think we have one secretary for the entire faculty right now, because we're down a secretary, when when we have the full complement, it's only two for the entire faculty. But the dean has her own secretary. The um, uh, the clinic has its own secretary. Meaning, all of these specialty administrators have their own secretaries or share amongst a few. But the faculty, they got one secretary for I don't know what's it, maybe a couple of dozen faculty, maybe a little bit shy of that. Um, 
so it's just it, more and more it's the growth of the administrative state but in the context of higher education well you see it happening everywhere yeah and and you you're seeing it even in the high schools I mean, go check out how many superintendents, assistant superintendents, principals, uh, principals for girls, principals for boys. Or, I mean, I don't even know how they do that anymore now that you got, you know, girls identifying as boys and boys identifying as girls. It's amazing uh, how many people that they have on staff now. And if you're a teacher, you're wondering where your raise goes to. I just told you. It's in those areas that they're spending the money. They're not spending it on the teachers. They're telling you guys, screw you, and they're taking the money and giving it to people that are, are quote, higher educated. Yeah, well, we've seen this this past uh, a couple months where there was this uproar about teacher pay, and with some good reason, uh, but it turns out the legislature had allocated enormous sums of money uh, that could go for teacher pay, and yet these schools found all these other places to put that money. Now, to be fair, uh, I think the legislature needs to be more down in the details in the future, and I think they've learned this lesson, and that is you can't just write a check to these localities and expect them to do uh, what you want them to do. And the legislature has said in the past, well, we don't want to micromanage. Well, guess what? Maybe you need to medium manage uh, because these often leftist localities, uh, and more importantly, bureaucratic localities, ain't spending the money you want spent the way you want it spent. So the way you fix that is by telling them, here's some money, and here's how you're going to use it. Well, yeah, you got to micromanage until they prove to you that they can manage. That's right. That's right. If they ain't managing, well, you got to micromanage. That's exactly right. That's the way that always, always worked. Uh, hey, check it out. Uh, you know, John Kerry is one of my favorite politicians. Oh, yeah, he's so entertaining, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Okay. Mr. Droll. Uh, yeah. In his role as president, Joe Biden's climate czar, and that's John Kerry, by the way, has flown, flown more than 180,000 miles. Now, he's the climate czar. Flights, these flights have all emitted more than nine and a half million pounds of carbon. <coughs> How many of those flights are on private jets? No, none. The Free Beacon okay. reviewed 75 of Kerry's official travel announcements from March of 21 to July 22, which show Kerry has flown roughly 180,100 miles, or the equivalent of traveling around the world more than seven times, to discuss climate change with various world leaders. Uh, now, this is during the age of, of uh, Zoom meetings, right? Uh, planes, on average, produce 53.3 pounds of carbon per mile traveled. According to carbon emissions modeling website, Blue Sky Model, meaning that Kerry's flights have produced 9.54 million pounds or 4,772 tons of carbon, roughly 300 times the average American's carbon footprint. But how do you know that these are not on private jets? Well, that's true. 
And uh, that wouldn't make it worse. That make it worse is what I'm saying. Meaning a public the thing about the carbon footprint of you and I flying on a public jet, you know, a commercial jet. There's a whole lot of other people on the jet. Exactly. But I bet Kerry ain't doing that. He's getting on his, I think he has his own private jet. And he's getting on his own private jet. So we're producing all of this carbon. People say, well, but the commercial jets are bigger. And they are, and so they probably put out a little bit more carbon. But per person, they put out much, 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 much less carbon. So if you think carbon's a problem, uh, like a leftist uh, czar would, by the way, czar, really, um, then why... um, (laughs) Uh, right, like that. You, you can't. These people are caricatures of themselves. They're calling them. They're using titles of the old Russian Republic. But in any event, uh, he's putting out far more carbon per person uh, than the average person in two ways. One, given the amount of travel he's doing, and two, given how he's traveling. So these people are just huge hypocrites. Now I'm wondering on these trips. You know, if when they when they pass out the hors d'oeuvres, if the only ketchup that can be served is Heinz. Yeah, well, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. I, I guess well, I'll have to do a little digging, hadn't I? Yeah, he married into that. He married the the widow of the Heinz fortune. Carrie did. Yep. Uh, and so married into that wealth, um, and uh, his wife. Uh, was married, like I said, to this Heinz fellow who was also a senator. Uh, so his wife has been married to two U.S. senators. Kind of remarkable. Yeah, figure that one out and why they do yeah. so well. All right, uh, let's don't forget about East End Towing and what they want to do for us. You ever been stuck on the side of the highway, bud? When I was a kid, um, we had a car that had a broken gas meter because someone tried to siphon gas out of it, and I got stuck with no gas once. That stinks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's important to know who you want to call for a tow, and that's why I'm telling everybody right now to call East End Towing. The phone number is 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. Get somebody who knows what to do, okay? Don't call somebody that you don't know if they have any any idea about the whole towing business because it can end up costing you a lot of money, especially if you end up in an impound lot. Don't want to end up in one of those. I'm just telling you. Call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. Robert's back with me in just a moment as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. Hey, in Washington, D.C., the mayor is having a conniption fit, Robert, because of all of these illegals that uh, Governor Abbott is sending them from Texas. Uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser has now declared a public emergency over the number of illegal immigrants heading to Washington, D.C. in the latest hypocritical turn by a Democratic-run city in states where they confront the impact of their policies. Now, remember that Washington, D.C. is a sanctuary city. They're supposed to be one to take these people in. Not so much when they start showing up. So far, the nation's capital has seen around 9,500 illegal immigrants arrive since April. Uh, That's apparently enough to cause Bowser to declare the public emergency. Meanwhile, on the border, 7,000 to 8,000 a day 
cross over into Texas from Mexico. A day, not not several months, a day. And uh, now the mayor is having a heart attack. What, what's really good is Julia Rosa, D.C. council member, blamed the governor of Texas and Arizona for creating this crisis and said they turned D.C. into a border town. No. Your president has caused this problem and has turned your, your city into a border town. Welcome to reality. Yeah, but Dave, I'm confused, I say, of course, sarcastically, which is, what's wrong with being a border town? You're the ones, with the, you're the ones that want open borders. Yeah, well, they're the ones that want to be a sanctuary city. They should be happy to have all these people coming. Border town, that's great. Good for you. So they're just a bunch of hypocrites, right? It's just more examples of telling other people what to do when they're not willing to do it themselves. I think Abbott should be sending more people. I agree. It's just it's just hypocrisy from the left built on top of it itself. You think it's great to have open borders? Well, you're going to have open borders in your city. Don't foist it upon Texas. Foist it upon yourself, you hypocrites. Yeah, they're all, and they're all screaming that they're in an, in an emergency, and they've only gotten yeah. uh, over since April, all right? So let's count that. April, May, June, July, August, September. That's six months. They've got 9,500 uh, people. Six months that in Texas, they've gotten six to 8,000 immigrants across their border a day. Do the multiplication on that one. Yeah, exactly. There was an article in the paper <clears throat> says Biden administration policies have let in a, a million, a million people applying for um, asylum, <clears throat> meaning people not admitted pursuant to the legal system of um, uh, of immigration and not including those who simply snuck across the border. It, it, it really is uh, amazing what's going on. I mean, Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, is is crying. You know, we've got we've got problems. We can't handle them. Uh, she got more problems than that. I mean, I'm hoping that they're giving them guns as they arrive so they can protect themselves. And then you've got New York going through the same thing. Uh, the mayor of New York. Uh, saying, oh, we can't handle all of these illegals. It, it's just so bogus. It is so terribly bogus about this. But I'll tell you about, we'll get into, you know, the, the, the hypocritical views of the left some more when we come back in the next hour. By the way, uh, not next week, week after, I will be in Washington, D.C. for an event put on by uh, FAIR, which is the Federation uh, uh, looking into immigration reform here in America. Uh, we will be broadcasting there just two blocks away from the Capitol. And uh, we'll have people on talking about this issue in a very, very, very uh, minute way so that you can understand it. And it will all happen here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Somebody who's going to join with me, I'm hoping I'm working on getting him set up, but Cal Thomas. Remember Cal Thomas, Robert? The, Cal, familiar. He was the columnist. Right? Yeah, he's he a columnist. columnist. Yeah. 
And uh, I haven't heard from Cal in a long time. I got a... Uh, a text from him, and he asked if I would have room to have him on. So we're, we're trying to work that out so that he can join us. And uh, he can talk uh, immigration back to the Reagan administration. So that should be very interesting to have some time to talk with him and how Reagan got snookered by the Democrats back then. And guess who snookered him? Little Charlie Schumer. Little Charlie Schumer, who wasn't a senator there, and he was Congressman Charlie Schumer. You know, so, uh, you know, Reagan got screwed over by them back then. Remember, he said, yeah, we'll let in these people uh, as long as we don't let a, a bunch more people come in. And they said, of course not. This is it. <laughs> not so, Not so fast, man. Those Democrats, they 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 worked the system on this. You know that was when Tip O'Neill was Speaker. I mean that goes back some time, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. They've been doing it for a long time, a long time. But that's going to happen week after next. We'll be at hold their feet to the fire, and then people like Robert will be uh, filling in for me the week since after that because I I head off from my one vacation during the course of the year. And I'll be going down to Florida for a couple of weeks, and I'll be asking uh, Robert and some other folks, Kim Hammer and others, to fill in for me. Mm-hmm. People enjoy having you you guys on, so uh, I'll turn you loose. You ready? Yeah, well, to, you ready to be turned to loose? <clears throat> well, I'm I, you know I'm turned loose, whether or not you're on. Uh, the show. <laughs> I mean, if I'm turned loose today. I'm turned loose. Uh, when I'm on a uh, guest hosting on your behalf. Because the bottom line is I never tell my people that I have on what to say. I never say mm-hmm. that's off limits. It's bring it on, man. Let's let's talk. So we'll continue doing that when we get back. Let's take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Watching uh, TV, <clears throat> excuse me, watching TV, and they are saluting the Queen with a 96-gun salute. Amazing. And uh, these are cannon to go all the way back to revolutionary times to today. And they're firing from all around the city. So there's no way you're going to miss it. 
if they're waking up over there, I don't, hope they're not swallowing a big gulp of coffee or something and choking. But that's what's going on in in uh, uh, London right now. Pretty pretty impressive. Uh, and when watching all of these cannons being fired uh, all all around uh, the area. In fact, I think they're going off as well as other areas where the British military are stationed at uh, as well. All right, so big story. Here you go, Robert. You're going to love this one. Uh, big story happening in uh, Chicago. A group of over 100 migrants from the southern border were moved to an Illinois suburb after they were welcomed in Chicago, but they didn't want them to stay in Chicago. And uh, this is uh, evidently frustrating local officials. The migrants are staying at a Hampton Inn in Burr Ridge and a Holiday Inn in Countryside, according to reporting uh, going on by WGN in in Chicago. An estimated 300 migrants have been bused from Texas to Chicago in the past two weeks. Now, remember what we said. They're getting six to 8,000 illegals across the border every day in Texas. They're getting Mm -hmm. 300 in uh, in Chicago in the past two weeks. Chicago is, quote, a sanctuary city, and Cook County is a sanctuary county. Uh, the migrants at the Burr Ridge Hampton Inn are in DuPage County, though. Uh, the county's sanctuary status is unclear. However, Burr Ridge Republican Mayor Gary Grasso previously said that he would work to secure the border and defund sanctuary cities, according to uh, WGN. Now Grasso said he is, quote, frustrated by the sudden influx, uh, influx of migrants. Quote, I'm the mayor of the village. I should have been told. I'm as frustrated as Mayor Lightfoot was in her not being told. Uh, I'm frustrated, but we're dealing with the situation, and I'm going to keep my residents and my businesses appraised of what's going on. Grasso was uh, referencing Mayor Lightfoot, uh, or who I refer to, of course, as, uh, you know, uh, Keaton uh, doing uh, his uh, great movie role of, uh, oh, what's his name, uh, on, on, what was Charlie it? Chaplin? No, nah, no, nah, he was a big, the big, uh, the the ghost guy, you know. You say his name three times and he'd show up at uh, at your house. But oh, anyway, Beetlejuice. yeah, Beetlejuice, because Lightfoot looks like Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to look at it. You can't you can't miss that. It's a it's a true statement. Uh, he referenced Mayor Lightfoot previously lashing out at Governor Abbott for the transportation of migrants, calling it unacceptable at the press conference this week. <coughs> the uh, Chicago mayor said, my frustration comes from the actions of the governor of Texas. There could be a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chooses to do none of those things. Instead, he chooses to send human beings across the country to an uncertain destination. Woman, what do you think's going on on the border? What? Well, not only that, Dave. Uh, Mayor Lightweight uh, really <laughs> doesn't. What? What was it? Mayor Lightweight uh, really just demonstrates her hypocrisy when she says, "Oh, well, we should coordinate." Wait, you mean the way the federal government has opened the borders? said to the localities, 
suck it up. It's the kind of coordination that you're talking about. Yeah. But we're coordinating. We're coordinating taking the people that you have led into this country illegally and send them to your city. That's what we're doing, Mayor Lightweight. Yeah, it's really the hypocrisy and the stupidity of these people is beyond uh, uh, belief. Listen to what she said about Abbott. Quote, he is manufacturing a human crisis, and it makes no sense to me. Illinois Governor Jake uh, B. Pritzker made similar comments, accusing Abbott of, of treating migrants, quote, like cattle. Where have you people been? My God, take a look at the border. How many people have died because of this president and what he's doing or isn't doing along the border? What a bunch of ignorant idiots. Well, they also have this script, right? The the script is, remember the old game Mad Libs? We had this book, and, you, and there were blanks left in there, and you put in a verb, put in a noun, and at the end you'd have a funny little saying. And they have their Mad lip scripts, and one of the scripts is, Manufacturing Crisis. Yeah. Manufacturing Crisis. What, what, which part of the immigration crisis caused by open borders are manufactured by the state that is subjected to it? By taking the people that you're, you're allowing uh, illegally cross the border, you being the leftist, uh, and come into Texas by taking those people, putting them on buses, and sending them to your city, Mayor Lightweight. He's not manufacturing a crisis for himself. Maybe he's manifesting the crisis that you've created uh, in general, uh, manifesting it in your city now. So manufacturing, no. Manifesting, yes. Yeah, it's it's just amazing to me that they're blaming Abbott for something. It's their uh, their party's president that is is causing the problem, and and he they call it a humane treatment of illegals coming across our border. How humane is it when you've got almost seven hundred people dead this year? that have come across and died of the heat or died drowning trying to cross a river. Look, it's, it's devastating uh, to uh, so many of these uh, illegal immigrants, uh, but the fact is, more broadly, that there are millions of people across this world who, who would be better off living in the United States. There's no doubt about that. Why? Because we're the greatest country in the world. And that's not jingoism. That's a standard of living ism. So, uh, of course, I understand when they want to come here. And that, as a consequence, we let in, I believe, roughly a million legal immigrants every year. Yep. And that's good for them. And it's generally good for us as well, by the way. But much like a spigot uh, in your backyard, it's one thing to hose off the patio. It's another thing to have a fire hydrant, a fire hydrant explode all over your backyard because it'll flood it. So you just can't. You have to regulate these things or you'll be overwhelmed. And that's a rather simple concept. But, of course, the biggest problem with leftists is simplicity is eschewed for their complexification uh, because when they complexify issues, they can claim that they've discovered a solution. Of course, they don't. That's the real underlying description of communism. Oh, well, we figured out how to handle economics through government action. Good luck with that. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, it hasn't. You know that. Right. Right. 
All right. Uh, here's something else that's good. It's going to drive the greenies nuts in the world. Uh, the new prime minister of, of uh, Britain, uh, Liz Truss, has vowed to lift a three-year ban on fracking in England claiming that this could get gas flowing in as soon as six months. You know, they they need gas just like everybody else does to, you know, keep people warm, things of that nature. Now, that's defying advice that she got from her predecessor, Boris Johnson, that such a move would not solve the energy crisis. I mean, what would as much as I like Boris Johnson, what did he really know? I mean, he was out partying all the time. Uh, the new prime minister's decision to press ahead with fracking was part of a wider, a wider package of energy uh, supply reforms announced yesterday and aimed at cutting Britain's reliance on imported gas. It includes more drilling for oil and gas in the North Sea, the acceleration of Britain's long-delayed nuclear program, and more renewables as well. Uh, Great Britain News says we will make sure that the U.K. is a net energy exporter by 2040. Prime Minister Liz Truss has said the ban on fracking in England will end, meaning production of domestic shale gas could begin in as little as six months. And then from Town Hall, for the next two years, household heating and electrical bills will not exceed $2,872 a year, she said. They were set to increase 80% in October due to the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine hitting $4,000 per year. The measure is expected to cost $115 billion. So fracking's back on the table for the folks in the U.K. Of course it is, right? Because... Uh, everybody has all these pie-in-the-sky ideas until they realize that people still need to heat their homes and run their cars. Well, when people start hearing their teeth chatter, it's like, uh, okay, so what? We're producing carbon. I mean, that's kind of the way that it is right now. I mean, you look at that. They were saying that the cost of the electric bill for a year uh, right now is going to be $2,872. If they hadn't have done this, it would have been $4,000 per year. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference. Well, of course, right? Look, um, we we need to have uh, fossil fuels because uh, we're not living in caves. And maybe someday we'll be able to replace that. And I personally have no objection to to those people that want to drive electric cars, just don't impose it on me. Um, but of, but e- of equal importance, it, it needs to be the recognition that it's not like the electricity. Oh my gosh, electricity is pulled from the air. They come from coal-fired plants. Now, the claim is those are more efficient, and maybe they are. So that's okay. And uh, maybe one day we'll get to a point where there's enough charging stations at home and elsewhere that it would be simple to drive a car that's electric but that ain't today no and you can't do it until you have that kind of an infrastructure well i'm certainly not going to do it let's put it that way yeah i'm 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 not going out and buying an electric car that's that's not going to be happening uh anytime soon 18 minutes after seven we got more things to talk about there's a story that is very disturbing uh, that is being reported coming uh, out of uh, the West Coast in California. 
and it's about a teacher that in her her room she has a queer library featuring featuring books on orgies and bondage and uh, all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about that when we get back, Robert. So. You might want to have a stiff chaser first, okay? That's I'll com- do it right now. <laughs> That's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about ICU protection. you got to get uh, your security system set up on your on your uh, home. Right now, uh, crime is, is just through the roof. I mean, there was a shooting yesterday out on I-430. Uh, somebody was shot at and struck. Just driving down the road. It's crazy. Unbelievable. So, Unbelievable. Uh, well, we, go we ahead. talked about this, Dave. The, the city of Little Rock and Pulaski County have become hotbeds of violence. Uh, we've got a mayor in Little Rock who's doing nothing about it. We've got a sheriff who's doing nothing about it. There's a very important video out now on the Blue Keller uh, for sheriff website or a Facebook site uh, showing that uh, there's some guy who's running an illegal gambling den who's being prosecuted uh, by the county and at the same time is donating money to the sheriff and the sheriff took the money and this guy claims he's got a quote arrangement or words to that effect uh, with, with the sheriff. Um, so there's some real hokey business going on in that sheriff's office. we got to clean that up. Yeah, guess what? We're going to talk about that on Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Great. Show. I've got all of that video, by the way, and we will talk about it on Monday. 7.20, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about what's going on in California. This is a teacher who needs to be fired immediately. We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget again about ICU protection. You talk to uh, to Billy Mack, and uh, he'll take care of either your home or take care of your business. If you're a business owner, you can save a lot of money. You can get cameras for your business. You can get the uh, door and window sensors. You can get the motion detection, all of that with Billy Mack. And uh, he won't charge you for the hardware either. All he'll charge you is for the service. Pay for the service, not the hardware, with ICU protection. That's who does my security of my home. And they do a fantastic job. I love these people. I mean, when somebody pulls up in my driveway, my smartphone pops up, and I know who's out there on the driveway, whether friend or foe. That is ICU Protection. Call Billy Mac today, 501-205-1333. That's 501-205-1333. Pay for the service and not the hardware with ICU Protection. I don't have a lot of respect for our brothers and sisters out on the the left coast. I think everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. Listen to this story. This from Fox News. A California teacher in the Capistrano School District, you know, this is where the swallows come back every year, uh, posted about a, quote, queer library, unquote, in her classroom that's filled with over 100 books, some some of which contain sexual imagery, uh, information on how to have an orgy, sex parties, and uh, BDSM. The teacher who uh, teaches at San Juan Hills High School, identified on the school's website as Danielle Serio, but is known as Flint. Flint posted repeatedly on TikTok about books in the queer library and said it was available to students 
and has been active now uh, for five years. The Washington Examiner reported in a recent TikTok that this teacher, Nick, uh, or Flint, pardon me, interviewed Dr. Manjoy Madrakiar, the principal of her school, about his thoughts surrounding the library. Now, you wonder, how does this happen in a, in a school, right, with principals mm-hmm. and superintendents? Well, just go along with what the principal says. Quote, In my educational experience, books are always a good thing. And any book that uh, supports our students, I'm for, said the principal in the video. Unbelievable. And I bet you there's a lot of of parents have no idea about this. Now they do, uh, that this is going on out there. I wonder how many teachers knew about it that were in the school. And then I know people would say, well, I'm sure some people did, so why didn't they report it? Well, I'll tell you why they didn't report it. If they report it, they'll be, uh, you know, they'll be singled out and they'll be attacked for uh, reporting it. They're going to they're gonna call them, you know, sexist, racist, and everything else, and they're going to make their life an unmitigated nightmare. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Dave, at one point, uh, just by analogy, at the law school at which I teach, they had a display in the library of Nazi legal paraphernalia, meaning Nazi legal, like the judge, the robes that the Nazi judges wore. Now, that doesn't make the library or the school Nazis. But why are you putting that up? Like, what's the benefit of that? You know, uh, uh, why would you, it's like putting up uh, KKK robes. Yeah, they existed. And it's a useful history to be aware of. Yeah, well, let me just say this, hey, Robert. If they had put up KKK robes, there would have been a t- completely different reaction. Well, that's 100% true. Indeed, that's 100% true, right? So nobody seemed, well, I don't know about nobody, but nobody in authority seemed particularly concerned about uh, the offense that someone might take. And I don't judge whether something's legitimate merely on the grounds that someone is offended. But there needs to also be a positive reason for doing something. And I can't imagine a positive reason for having done that. Um, But, you know, the lefties don't see that. So I draw that analogy here, which is, so why are you doing this? What's the positive reason that you're trying to achieve here? You know, there's this over-sexualization of students in public schools uh, that really is concerning. Uh, but, well, it's information. Yes, there's all sorts of information that, uh, when it comes to kids, are, is age inappropriate. So why are we doing this? Why are we over-sexualizing our children? By the way, I don't care... Uh, in this context, whether it's sexualization regarding homosexual uh, sexualization, uh, heterosexual sexualization, I don't know if it's a different category, transgender sexual sexualization, uh, meaning why are we sort of putting this at the forefront? Well, let's, ta- way, let's yeah, talk uh, about that when we come back. Yeah. We got Bill O'Reilly, though, first. It has to be with us. Sure. And then when we get back, we'll talk about that. And here's the key. It's not heterosexual stuff that they're talking about. Everything that they're talking about is absolutely 
completely uh, trans and uh, and homosexual. We'll talk about that as well. The Dave Ellswick Show continues here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. I'll tell you something else you need to pay attention to over the weekend. Starting Saturday, they're going to start moving the eastbound traffic on I-30 onto the new uh, bridge going over the river. So uh, expect slowdowns there over the weekend. I know yesterday as I was heading home from work that uh, typically I go over the river bridge, but I ended up going 440 because the traffic was backed up. People were trying to make their way around over there, seeing what was going on. They have all kinds of work vehicles. So you might want to change the way you want to travel while you're traveling around the city. Uh, this weekend then, and then next weekend, uh, they're going to make uh, all the traffic, eastbound and westbound, uh, moved over on the new bridge. So that that's going to be going on for the next couple of weeks. Keep that in mind. Uh, Robert Steinbach, who is a law professor over at um, of course, uh, the Bowen School of Law uh, is with us today. His opinions are his and his alone. And, uh, of course, uh, I love having him on. Uh, we've been talking about California. I don't know what the law is in California. I hope that what they will do here in the state of Arkansas, dealing with a lot of this uh, sexually explicit material uh, that they are trying to bring into the uh, the schools, uh, they will make instead of making it an opt out type of situation. I hope that they will turn that around and make it that you have to opt in for your child to be taught some of this. And and Robert, I wanted to 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 talk about go one to one of your points here just a moment ago about uh, you know you didn't care whether it was uh, you know homosexual, transsexual, heterosexual, whatever. We don't need this a, a lot of this kind of uh, teaching going on in our schools. Well, the big hassle, you know, years ago was on heterosexual. I mean, we fought that battle for years to keep it out of the schools and not for it to be taught. And we got the opt-in program on a lot of this. Seems like to me that's what we need to do again now that uh, the homosexual community and this uh, transsexual community want to push their particular viewpoints on our children. No one should be able to uh, push their viewpoints on something like this on your children. And that's why uh, opting in on these programs is so, so important. And to have these kind of books like this lady has in her school is ridiculous. She's got a sign up in the classroom that says, Some people are trans. Get over it. Thank you very much. I think I'd like to get over it. I wish I was out there. I'd be saying, let's fire her. I'd be up in front of the school board raising unmitigated hell about it, and we'd see. Because I'd like to know what, I want to know what the uh, Education Department of California says about this. I know that here in Arkansas, uh, you would have some real grounds to go to work on as far as this is concerned. Would you agree with that? Well, it's this broader point that we've been discussing, which is uh, whatever this, the sub 
category is, why are these teachers hypersexualizing the information they're presenting to students? This is not an, a full library, right? It's not like you go to the public library and there's a section uh, on matters relating to sex, be it uh, homosexual, heterosexual, uh, or other. Uh, and that, I think, is permissible. As long as it's not in the children's section, by the way, because that was the big controversy recently as well. But this is in a classroom, as I understand. Yes. And all it does is focus on sexual matters. And it's just, again, like I said, hypersexualization of public education, uh, it's really discomforting. Yeah. It, it, this is an area... And and this is the problem, you know, public school teachers, I want to talk to you for a second. As long as this stuff keeps coming up, uh, the whole idea of school choice that we're starting to see come up where people can take the money that uh, is out there and take it to the school of their choice, that's going to gain more and more and more momentum. As long as you all don't fight up against it. It's up to the teachers at this time. You have to fight against it as well, not just the parents. Teachers have to fight it and say, this is not uh, the kind of stuff we should be teaching in our schools. The, the Department of Education of Arkansas needs to fight against it as well and put a stop to it. They have not really put their foot down about it either. Uh, you know, they, they want to hide behind the whole thing. Well, we don't want to tell schools what they, they got to do. Well, they tell schools what they got to do all the time. They need to tell them, here is what we, we want taught. Teach it. This other garbage, get it out of there. Yeah, well, it, it strikes me that so many of these teachers are using their classrooms for personal political agendas rather than the school curriculum. Yep. So that, that that's what I don't understand what's going on here. Why is there a library in a classroom dedicated to sex matters? Is it a sex class? And it's not, right? So that's what I don't understand here. It's, it's, it's this hyper-focus on sex, uh, and we're over-sexualizing our children, and that's a bad thing, needless to say. I agree with that 100%. So anyway, I just wanted everybody to know that that story is out there. And then I'll, I'm, i I got to bring out some things about our uh, vice president. She was in Houston yesterday. She was, uh, she was speaking about abortion. Wait till you hear what she had to say. I'll tell you about it when we return. Robert Steinbach is here. He is with the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the School of Law nor the university to which it belongs. Uh, I think we're going to get some pretty good opinions from him coming up when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Harris was down in Houston uh, yesterday, and uh, she was urging people of faith to help uh, lead the uh, country through unsettled times, her word, and uh, defend its democracy. Speaking at the National Baptist Convention held at the Hilton America's Houston downtown, Harris told roughly 2,000 people in attendance they must fight for light over darkness. Now, from Life News, they reported this just a tad bit differently. 
Uh, Harris mm-hmm. defended abortion as part of her talk. She criticized Texas lawmakers for passing laws that protect unborn babies from abortion, saying women should be allowed to, quote, make decisions about their own future, unquote. These ideas now hang in the balance, and in this moment, then we count on the strength and conviction of our faith leaders to help lead us forward, Harris said. She attempted to portray her pro-abortion beliefs as Christian by bringing up how she went to church as a child and studied the Bible. She also implied that killing unborn babies and abortions is moral when she challenged the Baptist pastors to fight for the light over darkness. I want to tell you what, I don't know what she was taught in Sunday school, but it was the antithesis of what's taught in the Bible. Well, look, all of the major religions uh, uh, that uh, that follow uh, the sort of original understandings of those religions are opposed to abortion uh, because abortion is killing. Um, and well, she called it moral, right? Well, that's my point: is that you know you can make up whatever nonsensical string of words together that make a sentence, each word being English, but the sentence being gibberish, that you want. And the fact is, it's not. It's not moral. And so there are plenty of people that are pro-choice, uh, and I think they're making a bad decision. Um, but that's, you know, that's for them. To, <laughs> them, their God, if they believe in one, um, and their own personal convictions. Yeah, it just, I find it disgusting. Uh, she stood in front of them and said, "You have to, you have to fight for light over darkness." And her idea of light is to allow Kill the unmedicated Kill ba- killing of babies. That's unfrickin' believable. It really yeah, is. It's, really, it's the distortion that we constantly see from the left, where 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 they literally tell you the opposite of what something is, and then they say, "Well, yeah, that's that's the case." Language has no meaning to the left. And this is really a challenge when you do what I do for a living, that is teach law, right? Because the notion of law is you set down a series of words that have some sort of meaning. Of course, there's always some ambiguity in words because it's not a perfect science. It's not physics. But to say that there's some ambiguity doesn't mean that it's entirely ambiguous. If it were, then you and the listeners to the Dave Ellswick show would be hearing the sound that the teacher from the Peanuts makes uh, when I'm talking. Wah, 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 wah. Exactly. The actual words that I'm saying that that are conveying meaning. Uh, and so it's really just distressing because the left takes a series of words and they literally claim the opposite. They don't claim some ambiguity on the margin because that's what lawyers do. They look for the ambiguity and they say, well, it should, you should focus it this way or focus it that way. No, they take it and they literally turn it on its head. Um, and that's what the Soviets did, right? They just claimed, well, this guy was never at the meeting. Well, but he was at the meeting. Well, by our definition, he wasn't at the meeting. This guy was never elected, you know, because they erase people from history, and they, they draw them out of the photographs, and it's before the days when you had computers to do that. They did it by hand. Well, that never happened. Uh, well, I was there. It happened. No, 
Now let's say it again. It never happened, or you go to the gulag. That's right. That's the mentality. That's the mentality of the left to this day. In fact, more so to this day than it has been at least in recent history in the United States, because the left is moving entirely back to Marxist philosophy, and that includes the lies, the deception, because Marxist philosophy. Uh, has the outcome as the most important uh, event. So uh, whatever means necessary, even if they're illegitimate, uh, is part of Marxist philosophy. Well, you know, we're at a time when we look at uh, biblical text and we see people that fit into what they say we will see towards the end times, and, and that is the people who take what is good and call it evil and the people who take what is evil and call it good. And you have a perfect example that of that now from the vice president of the United States. When she calls abortion moral, she's calling evil good. That's exactly what she's doing. And she's uh, saying to these church leaders, hey, join us in this fight. I'm hoping that they all close their ears and uh, will stand up for what truly is good and pure. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll just ha- we're going to have to see. We'll have to see how it all uh, works out in the end. We, we got a chance to change a little bit of this coming up in November <clears throat> when uh, we'll go to the polls, hopefully take over the House again. I would love that we take care of the Senate as well. And if we can do that, uh, we'll be well on our way to uh, at least putting the brake on what this president and this vice president are trying to do, as well as Speaker of the House, because she won't be Speaker of the House any longer. Did you see where, what she wants to be if she can't be Speaker of the House? Uh, she kind of uh, hinted at it yesterday. Did you Did you see that, Robert? Expensive ice cream saleswoman? No, uh, no. She well, kinda. <laughs> Kind of. She, okay. she wants to be the ambassador to Italy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Because there is no ambassador to Italy right now. And they were talking about how important it was <clears throat> that they get some... Uh, uh, get an ambassador to Italy. I guess so that we make sure that we, we get our supply of gelato. Well, look, I guess one upside to that is it'll get her out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll get her somewhere where we don't have to see her on 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 the news every night. That's what I hope yeah, she, that will happen. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, again, when you listen to her, it's it's such gibberish because it's just a bunch of talking points. I just wish there was some substance there, but there's none. There's really none at this point. Well, get ready for a new uh contract with america i think we're going to see that in the next couple of weeks uh brought forth by the republican party and every member of the house i know that for a fact uh is going to be signing it uh and saying here are what here are the things we're going to do you put the house back in our control these are the things that we're going to do uh when this happened uh, during clinton's administration uh, and uh, the Contract of America was written and, and signed. They did exactly that over the first, I think, 100 days. Uh, they put all of this into into play, and a lot of great right-to-work uh, started. Not right-to-work, but uh, you had to work to get uh, welfare and things of that nature uh, came in uh, to vogue, and it really turned the country around. 
Yeah, well, um, I'm not sure I have anything to add, right? This is a, Dave, let's, let's step back for a moment. We need to restore conservative values to government. Here in Arkansas, for example, we now have an overwhelmingly uh, Republican legislature. We don't have an overwhelmingly conservative legislature. Um, and, and so... But, that's, but that is changing. I will say that. But right. the last of right. election, it did, so that changed for the better. I agree with you. And, so, and indeed, that's part of my point, which is we are moving in that right direction. We are replacing uh, some candidates who were Republican but not conservative with conservatives. Not 100 percent, unfortunately, but we're moving in the right direction. So I can't wait to, to, to start rolling up my sleeves. I told you I was already talking with uh, several state senators about legislation to save money uh, from higher education. Um, and I think there are many good things that we can do uh, to further establish the conservative values of Arkansans in law. And as you know, I've got three lawsuits to defend the laws, some of which I helped write, uh, regarding gun rights. Correct. Meaning it's one, it's one thing to pass laws, and it's another thing to actually have those laws implemented. And the legislature's job ends once they pass the law. They don't have any authority thereafter. And then to enforce those laws, we need to do other things, including having public advocates like me go out and file lawsuits against uh, bureaucrats and leftists and whatever the intersection thereof is, uh, because we have leftists in City Hall, for example, in Little Rock won't let you carry a gun in City Hall, but you got bureaucrats at Game and Fish who won't let you carry a gun in the Game and Fish office over there at the gun range. And by the way, all of their employees apparently are carrying guns concealed. So the very sign that they have up that says no concealed carry, notwithstanding that that sign is illegal, is being violated violated by their very own employees. Well, yeah, that's that's because what, they are the special ones. That's right. And that's what happens when government gets too much power. The, all the animals are equal, but the pigs are a little bit more equal. Uh -huh. and those pigs are carrying guns, uh, and, and yet the other pigs are not allowed to carry guns uh, because they're just coming there and paying their $2. That's right. You're right. There's no doubt about it. Is it a, a thing we got about a minute here? Is it yeah. as these laws are being fashioned and that you're helping them fashion, can you put something in the law that puts some teeth in it and say, if you don't adhere to this law, blah, blah, blah will happen? Well, we try. It depends what kind of law it is, and there's different enforcement mechanisms. But it, it, that is a very good point, because I constantly stress with legislators who write a law that says, uh, this has to be done. And, and my response is, or what? you got to put the or what in the legislation as well. Right. Uh, and and there, have, there are many times in which they haven't done so, and I'm working to change that going forward. All right. Robert, you have a great weekend. Go Hogs. We want to see another win from the Hogs this weekend. And I will uh, catch up with you next week. God bless, my friend. Have a good one. All right. Robert Steinbach, a law professor over at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of uh, the school or of the uh, university to which it belongs. I'm Dave Ellswick. I'll be back at 9. Uh, Steve Worley's going to be on today. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on as far as uh, staying healthy 
as we get into the fall. And Rose Mims, Arkansas Right to Life. She'll join us at 935 this morning right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. o'clock last hour of the week and i apologize as you knew i i had covid last weekend uh well started wednesday and the bottom line is that uh it still has a hold on me you know and uh, you get this frog that just doesn't want to disappear i've been told by several people had covid that it's a cough and that that goes last so uh, hopefully it'll be gone by uh, monday that's at least what i'm hoping for i have for you who've listened to me for quite some time as you know i've been on the air for 23 years here in little rock now uh, i have on with us somebody that we got in touch with each other here a few weeks ago and i said hey we got to get you back on and uh, steve worley's here man i'm just let me just say right off the bat, I'm glad that we got hooked up again. Me and you both. And and here's the reason that I really am. <clears throat> I know people exercise constantly. A lot of people run constantly. Uh, a lot of people lift constantly. I'm going to be 70 years old in February, Steve. 70 years old. And uh, I've been noticing my body is telling me, hey, you're not 25 anymore. Right. You know, yeah. can't lift heavy anymore. Got got to lift light. Got to lift a lot, but lift light. And uh, for people who are listening in this first time they've ever heard you here on the show, this man right here does more to to keep people in shape and keep them on the road or keep them on the, you know, on the weights or whatever than anybody I've ever met. He's incredible as far as that. I was playing, used to be, uh, I played in the uh, the softball league for the media here in Little Rock. And I remember one particular Saturday, man, I scorched the ball into the, into the power alley. 
And I turned to run, and I don't know what happened, but it was the worst the worst injury I have ever ha- had as an athlete. You remember when I came in. Yeah, it seemed like it was in your in your quad. Right, in, in yeah, your, right up here right, my right yeah. quad. And I, I got black and blue mm-hmm. from my right hip all the way down below my knee. I remember that. Yes, I do. And it hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can be extremely painful when you have a... <clears throat> a sprain or a strain injury like that it was incredible yep. and that's where i i learned a lot from you mm-hmm. i had no idea about fascia and all mm-hmm. this other i didn't know that there was this this thin membrane that wraps around your muscles from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes yep. i did not know that a, a lot of people do i i learned about yeah. it real fast when i heard it right yeah it, it's the fascia that actually forces the muscle tissue to do what it's doing affecting the tracking of the joint so a lot of times if the fascia is not addressed, then you've treated the symptom and not the problem. Well, all I know is that it took you three weeks with me. And we got you fixed up. And I was back to normal yeah. again. I could hardly walk yeah. when it first happened. I see a lot of those kind of injuries. I mean, are they, were they the same way as I Look, I was a gym rat all my life. Yeah. And I never <clears throat> hurt myself like that. Well, either you can go to the gym and you can work out. And then in comparison to what you were doing, you were doing an all-out sprint. Yeah. Okay? So if you're not used to doing an all-out sprint and you haven't trained that way, that's going to be a lot of trauma to your body in a very short period of time. Oh, I know. It just took a very short period of time. And I, I didn't even make it from, from home plate to first base on a softball field. Mm-hmm. All right. Was that 45 feet? <clears throat> Something like that. And I drug my, my, drug my right leg mm-hmm. all the way from first base to second. And then I motioned to the coach and said, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to play anymore. Yeah. And I had been running for weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden it popped. Right. What causes it to do <clears throat> like that? Yeah, the weakest link in your chain a lot of times can break very easily, especially if it's undue stress. Uh-huh. Usually most injuries recur with range of motion type problems. Right. So if you've got a range of motion type injury and stuff, then we need to look at it from a different point of view of exactly what you're doing in, in your training to help not only to prevent it, but also to keep it from reoccurring again. All right. Well, I I know I sent a lot of people to you yep. that were runners, and you talked about pronation and a whole lot of other things. You had all kinds of computers mm-hmm. that you hooked up to people. Now you got other things going on. Bring me up to date, man. I want to hear what's going on with the doc here. Excuse me. I, I guess gotta, I shouldn't say doc. I don't no. want to give anybody a shot at you. I got a got a frog in my throat this morning. Um, yeah, slow motion video analysis is a huge part of what we do in our evaluations. It helps to show me exactly what the body's doing different on one side than it is the other, no matter what type of complaint that the person might have coming in. So it's a way that we really can can dove off into where the problem lies, not just where the symptom lies. So a lot of times if you take that into account of exactly what kind of training that they're doing, whether it be weightlifting, whether it be running, whether it be sprinting, whether it be cycling, whatever, then you'll kind of know exactly has this been created over time mm-hmm. that you've got excess amount of scar tissue buildup, fascial restrictions, muscularity tightness, they're doing foam rolling, they've got themselves a personal trainer. All those things are acerbating and sometimes making the problem worse. The part that I'm most excited about is a new section of athletes in pain, <clears throat> athletes in pain called resculpting. And All right, what is that? <clears throat> this is catered 
um, towards women, and it treats the underlying cause of cellulite. Oh, okay. So I figured out a way to actually put this into a program to, that this can be treated over a course of time and stuff that involves a lot of stretching, a lot of uh, nutritional guidance, um, a lot of uh, myofascial release to actually increase the actual blood flow and the nutrients to that area. So it treats the problem of it, not just the symptom of it. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> you tell me what causes – in other words, you're saying to me that there's organic reasons for cellulite. Mm-hmm. All right. What are they? Okay. <clears throat> cellulite – Everybody thinks that cellulite is a fat problem. It is not a fat problem. It is a fat issue. It actually is a hormonal problem, okay, that devs off in the actual lining in there. It's this fishnet-type lining that surrounds those fat fibers, and it is referred to as fascia. And when that fascia during the middle section of the human body in women begins to deteriorate or begins to atrophy, it allows for the fat cell that is there to push through the skin, creating a dimpling effect. Okay, now you understand you're using two words that most women do not like to hear, and then they use them together when you say age, basically, and fat. Actually, age has nothing to do with it. Okay. I've seen, I've treated people that are in their 20s that have have this problem. Okay. So once that hormone is released in your system that decreases the amount of thickness of that fascial lining, then cellulite can occur. Cellulite only occurs in the hips, glutes, and thighs, not in the lower abdominal area. A woman has actually twice as many alpha-2 receptors in that area that's made for storage, made for for um, later in life when they go through menopause, things of that sort, that actually increases the number of fat cells in that area that you and I, Dave, don't don't suffer from. We have other things that men suffer from that women don't, but that's one of the okay. things that women suffer from. And there is a way to treat this at its source, and that is actually caused by too many carbohydrates in your diet, Okay, too much sugar in your diet. It increases what's called uh, insulin resistance. Okay. Okay. And that spills over into your liver, which causes you to have a fatty liver that increases that into what's called visceral fat, which is the hardest type of fat to get rid of. So by treating this, you're actually treating it at its source, which is the core. So you're decreasing fat from the inside to the outside. So you get healthy to lose weight. You don't lose weight to get healthy. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it does. That makes sense as far as that. So what what is a person looking? What's a lady looking at to to get on the road to get to this fitness? There there is a one month package that has been put together that consists of training program. Uh, that consists of a month. It also consists of redoing your diet. That we take body fat, we take measurements, we take weight, we take before and after pictures. Um, it, it's it's a complete program. Some of them coming in, you even get a cookbook. So I teach you exactly the why, the why of what you're doing. It's very important that you understand the why. If not, then you're not going to be educated at the end of the month. If a person wants to sign up for another month, they can. If not, then they can pick and choose what they want out of the program. If not and they want to go on their separate way, hey, I have taught you how to fish, and I'm only taking on 10 clients at a time. All right. So you get me for a solid month 
of, of very very. And that's in pretty depth. impressive to get Steve for an ex- you know mm-hmm. for an entire month. I'm just telling you, most people don't get him like that. Right? No, it's something brand new. I've got some people around the country that have found out about this, and uh, they've called me. They're very much uh, in support of this. Part of these exercises, they're muscle stimulating exercises, so that you don't really think about them as a gym type exercise, even though we have a gym setting, right? And stuff, but they're muscle stimulating exercises made to increase blood flow at a very very deep level. So when you do that, now that you've changed your diet, now you have the oxygen and the nutrients that it takes to help to rebuild that fascial lining in there. And also do a lot of other things, such as decrease a fatty liver. There's a lot of things that are involved in this. And these will be the things that I'll be teaching these people as they go through the program. All right. I want to remind you that Athletes in Pain been around for quite some time now. <laughs> and uh, how long has it been now? Um, I've been in practice 32 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. 32. You were here before I got here. Yeah. And uh, we got we got together and, and started talking about this, and Jake and you would come on about mm-hmm. every week, and uh, a lot of people swore by you. I'm sure they still swear by you. <clears throat> I just lost track of you during COVID. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people did. Um, but, uh, you know, I've done some, some more miraculous things. I mean, even that's that throughout my career that uh, I'm, I'm very proud of um, from the Olympics to all the way down to working with the Broncos to working with the women's U.S. rugby team and things of that sort and I'm very proud of those things and very honored that I was chosen to be able to do this but this re-sculpting program is one that I am just as excited about all right. so I'm looking forward to helping one person at a time all right so let's look at the phone number there, 501-366-3145. Correct. correct? Yes. want to make sure that everybody knows about it. Again, it's 501-366-3145, Athletes in Pain Sports Therapy. We'll be back with Steve here in just a moment and uh, talk further with him on the Dave Ellswick Show, 18 minutes after 9, PI Roofing. Keep them in mind about what they can do for your roof but also what they do as far as construction is concerned. That's right, construction. I'm uh, going to have them come out to my house. I think maybe this coming week, have them come out and take a look at it. My uh, uh, my deck is going to need some work on it. I want to find out if they think we should do it before the winter or after the winter. So we'll, we'll make that decision. I'll find out what they think needs to be done exactly. And this is something new. Uh, for PI roofing. Uh, Usually when I talked about construction, I talked about if you had a a leak in your roof and got into the walls or whatever and you needed some some, uh, constructive work there, they would do that. Now they've expanded out They've got, uh, you know, the the licenses and everything they need to do the construction that you need to be done. Again, PI Roofing, you call them PI uh, PI Roofing at uh, 501-707-3551. That's 501-707-3551. Or visit them online. Now, we're talking construction here or roofing or windows or Gutters. You can talk about any of those things with the folks at PI Roofing at piroofing.com. I may be a talk legend, but this guy right here, he is a take care of athletes legend. People who, you know, you know, they got to, it's not just staying in fit because you want to, but you got to stay in fit because you have to. He's the guy they come and see right here. I appreciate that. Well, it's the truth. 
You know, most people, and, and it's not this way in all states, but what I've noticed in 31 years of doing this, but most people wait for something to get broke before they go get it fixed. Stuff. Most yeah, that's what happened to me. A lot of people don't do things in a proactive way. I'll give you a prime example. If you're a runner and you're a hardcore runner, about every 250 to 300 miles, you're going to be going out and spending $130 on another pair of shoes. New pair that, of shoes. That's, that's the right. maintenance part of it. There's also maintenance with your body to make sure that your pelvic stays in a line with each other, make sure your gait is right, make sure you're not sitting on the saddle if you're a, a, a biker, you know, a cyclist. And stuff. So there's a lot of things maintenance-wise that people will begin to come in and do, and it, which is very good because that keeps them from getting injured. Because injured usually sets you on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You're, you're warming the pine somewhere, wishing you were out participating and stuff. And if a lot of people try to train through it, train train around it, well, that changes your form, and eventually that builds what we refer to as a bilateral imbalance, meaning that you're building muscle tissue on one side of your body that's different than the other. Even though it may be the same bicep on both sides, you're training them differently. Maybe the same quad or you know front of your thigh, it's training them differently. That changes your gait. That changes how your pelvic area allows for the vertebrae to line themselves up. So if you have a nerve that's being compressed in your lower back, the first thing that we need to look at to make sure that your pelvic is in line with each other. So there's a lot of things in a pro proactive way that I try to get people to come in and say, hey, l- let's do a test with you and kind of see where you are. I know you don't have any aches and pains, but there might be a way that we can improve your gait, improve your time, you know. And he's going to look at it. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the key. You know, you you see this stuff on science shows on the Science Channel or whatever, and they uh, record somebody running, then they slow it down mm-hmm. and watch it, right. and you can tell a lot sure. from doing that. Yeah. yeah, everything in your pelvic area mimics what your feet do and what your head, neck, and shoulder does. It's all stimulated from your pelvic area, so that's the first place we need to look. But the yeah, core? The core, exactly. Yeah. The core. That's mm-hmm. the famous word. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we pay real I've heard close. that a lot from yeah. you. And we pay real close attention to people's diets. You are what you eat. 95% of how you look, think, and feel is going to be what you're putting in your mouth. And that's very important that you understand the why of what you're eating, not that you're just eating. A lot of the meal prep programs that we have around our state, they're excellent programs. Uh, very good. The part that I see that's missing is they're not teaching that person what to do if they go out to eat. You know, mm-hmm. what is a complex carb? What is an essential fat? You know, things like that. So you need to know what you're ordering on that menu and the why so it will fit into what you're paying these people money for to make these meals for you. Yeah, so so, so what do you think about fresh and those type of – I like uh, them. You think I, they're good? Yeah, I do. I think they're good. They're, you know, they're um, – uh, an excellent form of a way to get, you know, vital nutrition, you know, I mean, such as, you know, complex carbs and, and uh, starchy carbs. And, you know, I mean, they put all of it in there, but it's a certain percentage of. So your carbs, protein, fats and calories are done up in a way that makes sense and stuff. And it fits into the lifestyle. And usually they'll try to gauge that up on, you know, a conversation they will have. And they'll look at you and see, you know, how much weight you need to lose or how much body fat you need to lose. And they gauge it around that. But I wish that they would take time of what I'm fixing to do in my office is take time to teach that person of why they're eating what they're eating and how it is going to affect their body and what the negative side of it is and what the positive side of it is. Yeah, because, you know, it's not just about eating. All of those things you eat are broke down into essential amino acids and all kinds of things. Right. you got to understand all the way down to there right. to really understand what you're doing to your body. Yeah. I I came from a bodybuilder's background. I competed back in the 90s, um, did two or three shows a year for about 10 years. And, and after that, I uh, I still ate good, 
but I, I wasn't eating like I was getting ready for a show. I mean, right, you know, I understand. Just, There's yeah. a difference. And I had gained some weight around my middle. Um, I mean, I just turned 59, and I gained some weight around my middle, and I didn't like it. And so I began to talk to some close friends of mine, and I noticed they looked good. You know, they, they were trimming up and, and stuff. And so I asked them, so what are you guys doing? And so they began to explain to me what they were doing, and I was like, you know, I, I can do that. And so I, uh, I started this journey. Uh, 24 weeks 23 weeks ago and in that 23 weeks um it's 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 funny to say this because all diets even even if you eat a bad diet it is a diet so people try to try to you know um, put a a heading over this of what kind of diet are you on right right, but if you if you eat whatever you want to eat that's a diet Correct. You know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bad diet, but it's a diet. Gotcha. You know? Well, this one, I'm not even going to call it a diet. I'm just going to call it, it it's a lifestyle for me. My wife and I have adopted this. I've been able to help numerous people with this. Um, it involves getting rid of the complex carbs in your system, decreasing your sugars all the way down to basically nothing, okay, and doing <clears throat> the intermittent fasting. Dude, that, you'd be. That is huge for if, me. If you were to me. Trying to get rid of sugar out of my diet almost down to nothing. <laughs> we might get into a fist fight. <laughs> sugar sugar is one of the most toxic things you can put into your system. It's like crack. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it does things from, <clears throat> it, it does a really, it, I mean, I could do a whole show on it, but it does tons and tons of bad things in your system that your system doesn't need. I, I'll give you a prime example. The, the, amount of blood that we have in our body is about a gallon and a half okay okay and for blood sugar level to be at about a hundred milligrams okay or less perfect yeah which is perfect is um one teaspoon in that gallon and a half the average american today takes in 32 teaspoons that's 140 pounds of sugar per year wow now, that is incredible. All right. Well, I want you to keep thinking that. Okay. We're going to have you back on next week. I'm looking Perfect. forward to doing it. Athletes in Pain, Steve Worley here with us, 501-366-3145. Steve, uh, you can get him there. we got 10 seconds. Uh, new location, 10,500 West Markham. That's Suite 108. All right. Find him. All right. Let's take a break. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Waiting for Rose Mims. She's supposed to join us today. Uh, there is a new movie that's coming out. I think it opens tonight called Life Mark. And uh, I've got some free tickets to give away to that. I'll wait till she gets here, and then we'll give those tickets out here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, while we wait for her, I was concerned, beyond concerned, to be honest, uh, about what our vice president was doing yesterday uh, in Houston, Texas. I reported on this earlier today, and uh, let me bring it up one more time to you. She was down in Houston talking to faith leaders in Houston about how she needed their their help in telling women that abortion is a good moral decision. I mean, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that uh, that determination by her. Uh, but it is what uh, what she said. And, and she tried to couch it 
uh, by saying, you know, when I was a kid, I went to Sunday school and whatnot. Well, I don't know what Sunday school you went to, but uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you uh, you missed out on some of the main teachings uh, of Scripture as far as uh, that's concerned. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what uh, her, her new movie that uh, she's going to be talking about. It's called Life Mark. Uh, and uh, like I said, I've got about four tickets to give away here for two people. So uh, I'll wait. Uh, Rose should be here, I would hope, any moment. Let's go ahead and we'll take the uh, the 45 break now, give her time to travel with us, uh, uh, Heidi, and then hopefully Rose will be with us when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so Life Mark, in fact, she might be calling right now. Let's see if that's Rose calling in. Here to the Dave Ellswick Show so we can talk to her about this motion picture. The picture opens tonight, and uh, I've got tickets that are good until the 14th. So you could pick them up as of Monday or whatever and, and, be, uh, and be part of the, of the show as far as, as that, that's concerned. All right, so Rose Mims does join us uh, online. Hey, Rose, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Dave. So let's talk about Life Mark. What, what is this movie all about? Well, it's about the beautiful choice of adoption. You know, this is a story about David, who was adopted at birth, and his um, meeting with his birth mom and his birth dad. I mean, you know, the people who gave him life. And, and his mother actually had gone to have an abortion. And she was on the table, and she had heard on her way in that, hey, your baby has ten fingers and ten toes. Uh. So she's laying, she's laying on the table, and she's thinking about what she just heard. And she didn't really want an abortion, but, they, you know, it was a young couple. They they were unmarried, got pregnant, you know. first That's the first thought that pops into your head, have an abortion. So anyway, long story short, she gets up off the table, goes out the back door, leaves and ends up giving her son up for adoption. So this is the story. It was a documentary called I Lived on Parker Avenue, which is very good. And now they've made a movie out of it, Life Mark. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it starts tonight. It premieres throughout the United States. Uh, It's showing in three theaters and maybe more here in Arkansas. But uh, Little Rock, uh, Breckenridge, and also Colonel Glenn, and North Little Rock, it's uh, McCain. No, okay. Well, I, I don't want to hold you very long because I understand that you got you got a lot that you have got to do. And but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, about this movie. I've got four tickets. I'm going to give them away here during this half hour. Uh, it's good for two people, and they're good through the 14th of uh, of this month. So uh, we'll do that. We appreciate that you're doing. It. Now, did you hear about what this what the the, the vice president did yesterday? I guess I didn't. <laughs> You're going okay. She went and and uh, talked to the National Baptist Convention. Uh, it was held at the Hilton America's Houston downtown, and she told the roughly two thousand people in attendance that they must fight for light over darkness. Now that that's what the Houston Chronicle reported. Well, I've got some information from Life News, and let me tell you what else that she said. Harris defended abortion as part of her talk. 
She criticized Texas lawmakers for passing laws that protect unborn babies from abortion, saying women should be allowed to make decisions about their own future, unquote. Quote, these ideas now hang in the balance, and in this moment, when we want, uh, we count on strength and conviction of our faith leaders to help lead us forward, uh, Harris said. She attempted to portray her pro-abortion beliefs as Christian by bringing up how she went to church as a child and studied the Bible as a child in Sunday school. Uh, She also implied that killing unborn babies in abortions is moral when she challenged the the Baptist pastors to fight for the light over darkness. Disgusting. Wow. Yeah, it really is. And she's deceived, as many are, to to even think that God who created us all in his image and likeness and said, thou shalt not kill, that abortion could be right in any in any sense is just um, beyond me. I can't understand it. So I agree as well. Now, did you guys, uh, Arkansas Right to Life, bring this movie in for everybody to see? We are joining with y'all, Salem Media, you know, to sponsor it. Now, we didn't bring it in. It came to this market, thank you, God, because it is a wonderful movie, and I'm so happy that it is here so that everybody can see it, because we are a big proponent of adoption, of course, over abortion. Well, of course. And now that abortion is illegal in Arkansas, women need to know that adoption can be a very beautiful choice and really should be the only choice if they cannot parent their child. You know, give that child life and let another uh, family adopt that child as their own. Well, a- absolutely. That that just makes sense to me. And I know that it goes through a lot of people's minds, uh, women especially, but also men who are giving up their, their children as well uh, in, ad- in adoption, of, that it's a difficult process. And, uh, you know, if, if you can't afford the child or you don't want the child, it seems to me that this is the way to do it, is it not? Of course. And and right now I'm sitting outside a fire station in Benton. They're getting their second safe haven baby box here in Saline County. And we're dedicating it this morning. And it's right next to the new uh, education center that they built out here. It's like a vocational school and a brand new elementary that they're building. So oh, cool. Perfect It is. Know, to uh, promote the safe adopt the safe haven law that allows now in Arkansas the safe surrender of infants in a safe haven baby box, completely anonymous. You know, for the mother, we've had three babies surrendered in Arkansas since we got the safe haven boxes here. We have ten now. This is our tenth box, and there's about a dozen more planned for our state. So, you know, there's no reason for abortion. Women can place their child in the box, and they can place it, take it to any location, a hospital, a law enforcement agency, or a fire department, and safely do, uh, surrender their infant if they're not able to parent that child. You know, that's when I thought that we had won the Dobbs case is when Mary Comey Barrett brought up these things about, you know, you had choices if you found that you were pregnant. And people had never talked about that before, and then she did. And she talked, to, you know, the whole thing about adoption. She talked about these, uh, you know, safe boxes, safe uh, places you can, you can turn the children over to. And she said there's no reason 
to to have to kill a child. And I, I think that she had a really strong part to play in Dobbs, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, thank you, President Trump, for the, the wonderful, uh, you know, justices that were appointed to the Supreme Court through his presidency. And, the you know, Roe versus Wade is no more. And now it's a fight in the states, as, as we everybody knows. I mean, we didn't um, close our doors at Arkansas Right to Life and, and go home. No, our work continues. Uh, it's even more important than ever now because we're going to have people coming into our state and trying to flip us, back, make us back to a you know a, a state where abortion can be obtained for any reason. And so we've got to be ever vigilant, ever you know cautious that we do, don't let that happen. You know, the General Assembly meets in 2023, and we're going to see bills that want to, you know, um, include other exceptions, except just the life of the mother only, which is our only exception now. And we know that rape and incest are horrible tragedies, but it should not cost that innocent child their life, you know, to pay that death penalty for the crime of their father. That's it's it. Uncalled. You don't need to perpetuate the, the the heinousness of, of a rape by killing the innocent, you know, part of that whole thing. I mean, the baby is the most innocent party in all of it. Had nothing to do with it except that it just happens to be the the, the culmination of uh, of sperm and egg. You know what I'm saying? It's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'll let you go. I know that you you got things to do. I'll let you on to those things, Rose. I want to thank you for being part of the show today. Thank you, Dave. Talk to you later. All right, Rose Mims, Arkansas Right to Life. She, you know, she's a, a bona fide, very, very important part of Arkansas. She really is. All right, if you'd like to go see this movie now, all right, it's called Life Mart. That's, that's what it, Life Mark. That's what it's called. Uh, I have uh, certificates that will allow you to uh, get two tickets to go see this motion picture brought to you by Arkansas Right to Life and Salem Media right here at The Answer. And uh, if you just call in, I got four. I got four certificates. That's good for uh, eight people to go to the movies. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to tell you to call this number, 501-823-0965. And if you want a certificate, you can pick it up. Uh, up to close of business hours today or Monday or whatever. Uh, the ticket is good or the certificate is good into 914 and, ha- and has to be used at the Regal McCain Mall, Cinemark, uh, Colonel Glenn, and Regat UA Breckenridge Theaters. That's where you can see the movie at. Uh, each certificate is good for two people. So, again, the number to call, 501-823-0965. I'll open the phone lines now. You talk to Heidi. She'll take good care of you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I need to remind you about David Lucas. David Lucas uh, Financial <clears throat> wants you to know how to buy silver and gold to help to protect your nest egg. Uh, you can do that by uh, giving them a call at 501-222-3315, 501-222-3315. Uh, they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer 
you can trust. So don't let 1970-style inflation destroy your retirement. Know what to do about buying uh, precious metals to add to your uh, nest egg. Again, call 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, if you want to go to the movie this uh, this weekend, uh, you can pick up your certificate by uh, close of business today, which is 5 o'clock, of course. Or if you're not interested in this weekend, but you want to go at the beginning of next week up through the 14th, all you have to do is stop by and pick your certificate up. Uh, to get your free certificate, what you need to do is call right now. Okay, call now to the Dave Ellswick Show. Here at 501-823-0965. This is supposed to be a very, very good movie. Uh, Same people who did Firehouse. You may remember that one when it came out. Uh, They are the ones who have produced this movie uh, as as well. So you want to keep that in in mind. All right, taking a look at what's going on news-wise right now. Uh, The biggest story still out there is going to be uh, the story about the queen passing. Of course, she died yesterday. The grieving has started today. Uh, expect that we're going to see quite a bit uh, of uh, about the queen over this weekend. If you watch Fox, it's going to be, you know, um, you know, Queen Elizabeth and uh, King. You know, Charles, all, all weekend long, that's what it's going to be. He's supposed to be have given a speech here uh, nationally uh, just recently. So that's just something to keep in mind as well. It says that Charles uh, arrived to massive cheers at Buckingham Palace. Uh, of course, the Queen died at the age of 96 years old. And I'm uh, just taking a look at what they're saying here uh, at at this time about uh, the story that's going on. Kate Middleton has been spotted for the first time since the death of Queen Elizabeth II as well. Uh, And uh, Middleton did not travel to Scotland to be by the Queen's side with her husband, Prince William. The couple's kids had their first day at a new school on Thursday. Middleton wore sunglasses as she was photographed inside a vehicle at Windsor. And uh, the big thing is, of course, uh, the uh, what's going on with the uh, the king. He arrived at Buckingham Palace uh, to a massive crowd. He and Queen Consort Camilla traveled back to London a day after the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, king Charles III is expected to address the public for the first time later today. Elton John paid tribute to Queen Elizabeth during his Toronto uh, concert. Uh, he was um, sang a specific song for her. He said, and I'm going to quote, She led the country through some of our greatest and darkest moments with grace and decency and genuine caring. John said, I'm 75 now, and she's been with me all my life, and I feel very sad that she won't be with me anymore, but I'm glad she's at peace, he said. I'm glad she's at rest, and she deserves it because she worked bloody hard. And oh, that's uh, things to keep in mind. Prince, uh, Prince Harry photographed making his way to Windsor after leaving the Aberdeen Airport 
earlier today. Uh, Harry did not make it to Balmoral uh, Castle in Scotland to be with Queen Elizabeth before her death was announced publicly. Uh, Of course, uh, there's a lot of bad blood there, to say the least, amongst amongst the the royal family. Uh, And then lastly, let me bring this up. Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision, uh, the Dobbs decision, you know, it, it was marred by somebody leaking uh, the uh, information about that. And Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch said that he hopes the investigation into the Dobbs Jackson Women's Health Organization draft opinion leak will can be completed soon, that it's much closer than it has ever been. It was Gorsuch's first public comment since the late June ruling striking down the nationwide constitutional right to abortion in Roe versus Wade. Keep in mind, it did not make abortion illegal. It gave it back to the states where it belongs, I believe, for uh, states to decide what they want to do. Uh, do they you know, want to strike abortion or don't they want to strike abortion or somewhere in between? So uh, that's uh, something that I think a lot of people misunderstood at the very beginning. Uh, They thought because Roe v. Wade was overturned, it meant that abortion across the United States was made illegal. That is not the case at all. Gorsuch was speaking before a group of lawyers and judges in Colorado Springs at the 10th Circuit Judicial Conference. The chief justice appointed an internal committee to oversee the investigation into the leak. Gorsuch said that committee has been busy and we're looking forward to their report. And I hope that it happens soon. And uh, those are the points that were reported at that particular time. All right. On Monday, we got a lot of things going on. Uh, Monday. We got the power panel in. They'll be ready to go as soon as we get underway. We have a gentleman come on with us. We'll be talking about energy with him uh, from the Texas Policy Commission. And then at nine o'clock, we're going to talk about what is going on here in Pulaski County about the sheriff, the sheriff in a gambling den. I mean, and money being given from the uh, the gambling den uh, to the sheriff's reelection campaign. We'll talk about it. You won't want to miss it. And we keep up on everything here on the Dave Ellswick Show, so we'll be talking to you then. You have a great weekend. Go Hogs. Let's beat South Carolina. See you on Monday. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.